Welcome to the awesome Monday morning quarterback show. Dave Lochran, Josh Engelman, Adam Scher taking a look at everything that went down from Sunday week seven slate of games. And let me tell you, for Awesome it was a pretty wild one in the Millie Maker. Adam, what a wild finish at the one and two spots in the DraftKings Millie Maker yesterday. This is not something you see every day or maybe even every decade. Yeah, uh, pretty crazy having uh, two guys at the top of the, the Millie Maker. Um, pretty awesome to see. I'm really happy to see, you know, obviously people that subscribe to the site do well. Normally I'm, I'm really jealous of people that win the Millie Maker, obviously, and uh, feel a little bit bitter towards them, but not the case last night. No, not at all. Josh, Awesomeo avatars at one and two with scores of 279 and 276.7. Yeah, that's a decent way to wake up in the morning. We get, Neil gets a million dollars and we get uh, an Awesomeo logo at the top of the biggest contest in the industry. It's fun to the see. The person in second, solo bullet too. Yeah, do we know who that is? I'm not sure. No Me neither. I know he has an Awesomeo logo, which is, you know, beautiful. ISM down, 150,276 points. Congrats to both of you guys. I see Neil, and we're assuming it's NC Orfield, 8K, because Adam, you said his last name was Orfield. Uh, According to Twitter, yeah. I see him at the top of tournaments a lot. And, you know, he finally got it. Congrats. That's awesome. Let's see how they did it. We're happy to have you guys with us. As always, hit that thumbs up if you're just walking in the door. And make sure to hit the subscribe if you haven't done so yet. No reason not to. And if you hate it, all you got to do is simply click unsubscribe at any time that it no longer fits your needs. But it's very helpful, especially given the notification bell will tell you always when we have new content dropping next. So hit that subscribe. It helps you and it helps us as well. So your support is appreciated as always. Josh, the Millie Maker is what we're going to go over today just because, you know, why would we not with two awesome guys at the top of it? Usually we do the $500,000 slant, but um, let's go over some lineups. Yeah, the most interesting piece of all of this, he had Todd Gurley, which, you know, probably gave him a million dollars accidentally. Can't beat it. <laughs> that Yeah, that that's so great. Like, I mean, I, I, obviously the play is fine. Like, whatever, it's a running back getting a bunch of goal line carries. But, like, when you whenever you win a tournament, I think that it's – kind of funny to like just, you know go back and think about all the things that went in your way because there's so many times that things obviously go against you and, and you remember those but you know yeah you just won a million dollars because the guy accidentally scored a touchdown the defense was running around the field telling the refs he had scored he was laying on the field upset that he scored and you got a million dollars congrats i tweeted that with like narration because of how insane it was that adam you've got the you've got the lions defenders going right <laughs> <laughs> It's absurd. Todd Gurley comes up. He, he skeet, tries to stop, falls in to the goal line. The whole thing. Now, I'll be fair. It looked to some extent like maybe he just had too much momentum. But then I looked back. This wasn't a third and short where they needed to get the first down and just run the clock out. This was a first and goal. Yeah, I, I think it probably was. I mean, you see it a lot where your natural inclination just is to, to score. And he kind of realized last second that he probably shouldn't do that. I don't know why it wasn't pointed out like before the play, not to score, but uh, yeah. I, I liked the idea of going running backs in that game, just in the event that Matthew Stafford continues his low passing volume, which we saw. 
uh, and that maybe the Falcons aren't as good as they were last week after starting the season 0 and 5. So Ty Gurley might not have had the, the biggest game, but I understood the play. I understood the swift plays. And you even said the same thing, Adam, on the show that you and Josh did. Great show, 9 Eastern time, where like, hey, if you get this right, you're not only chopping off a lot of people that had this game's exposure in the passing game, which was a ton of them, but, or I'm sorry, you're not only getting it right in terms of predicting the game script, but you're also getting right the fact that everyone else was stacking the passing game. And that happened yeah. with Gurley and someone won a million. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I personally, I don't think I played much, if any, Gurley, but it, it makes sense. Like that game had, I don't know, 54, 55 total. I know it was one of the games that I, um, in my fantasy cruncher settings, was was trying to make sure I got at least some pieces of. But there were so many good plays on yesterday's slate, particularly at the wide receiver positions. You can't roster all the wide receivers from the high scoring games, so it, it makes a ton of sense to in a lineup where you don't have the wide receivers from that particular high scoring game. Why not use the running backs and hope the game breaks that way? Gosh, it's it's crazy too. You look at this lineup. By the way, Neil, phenom- I love this lineup. I absolutely love this line, and I'm not just saying that. Like hindsight, you look at this. He got Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Tyler Lockett, and Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson into this lineup, and it all came down to Harrison Bryant at the tight end position for the Cleveland Browns. Plus uh, a little bit of the football team, too. Riding that yeah. monster chop directly to... Cowboys are so bad, man. Uh, truly atrocious. And then they brought in that guy from the stands to be the quarterback for the rest of the game. That's <laughs> What was it, like Danuccio or something? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know his yeah, name. Danucci. Danucci, yeah. James Madison University. Football powerhouse. <laughs> oh, boy. But Harrison Bryant. I, no. The guy had himself a game. At one point... He had five for 64 and two touchdowns. The rest of the team had six for 66 and no touchdowns. How much money does Harrison Bryant make this year? Probably less less than than Neil. This lineup, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Less less than Neil after Neil pays taxes on his (laughs) million. Taxes, who needs them? He's probably making, what would you say, three, four hundred thousand? I don't know what the minimum is. Yeah, I don't, neither do I but I would say that I don't know what the minimum salary in the NFL is, but that would be my guess. Oh, wow. Harrison signed a four year, $4 million contract with the Browns. Never mind. Including a $769,000 signing bonus, $769,000 guaranteed an average annual salary of 1 million. Okay. Well, so that, uh, the $25,000 tournament of champions equity still pushes Neil ahead of (laughs) Harrison Bryant. Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) By the way, how absurd is that? That, hey, you want a million dollars. Let's go ahead and, and put you, give you free entry into it. And, and I am, maybe I'm just jealous, but let's just go ahead and throw you into another one where you can win another million. Like, I'm just saying, if I was setting this up, and I know nobody cares, but I'm just going to tell you anyway, why not give second place tournament the, the entry to something like that? Because you just got shit on. If you ain't first, you're last. Yeah, I mean, you were the last person I thought was going to come on here and defend the, you know, pussification of America law. <laughs> giving Tournament of Champion tickets to second place is a little absurd. <laughs> Should everybody get one now? Fluffy's oh, handing out participation that, ribbons. That's literally the, the best thing you've ever said in all of our years <laughs> doing shows. That was fantastic. To be fair, that's uh, a pretty low bar. <laughs> that, <laughs> 
no, I just think, uh, I just think, you know, that, that, no, I, I, what are you calling me? You know, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, that's I, what I was going to say at first, but I don't want to go there. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> what, what I'm, I'm going to shy guys? away from that. What were you going to say? No, no, no. Cowards. I'm not. It's not <laughs> worth it. It's not worth it. People are sensitive these days. And uh, while I generally don't give a shit, we're here to talk sports, and I'll stay away from that. But, um, look, either way, huge win. Harrison Bryant, which is just an absurd – like, I get it. You know, David Njoku was still in that offense. He scored as well. But Deontay Johnson was a guy I talked about a lot yesterday, Josh, just because sometimes you've got to jump on these guys when not a lot of people are doing so. Five, explain this, 5% ownership on Deontay Johnson at 4,200. This is the guy who, before he got injured, was clearly the top receiver on this Pittsburgh Steelers team and still has a good pass uh, quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. And the Titans are coughing up 30-plus points every single week. So, all in all, I just thought this was an awesome lineup. Deontay Johnson, 15 targets yesterday at at 5% ownership. And do you know he dropped a touchdown at the end of the first half? I didn't. He also got hurt at some point. I don't know how much time he missed. But. Yeah, yeah. He would have had another touchdown, 40-yard touchdown nonetheless. Deont- like Deontay Johnson, it, this slate, it ended up kind of being a wash because every popular play did well. But it was a, I th- it was a really fun slate because there were so many good plays. And obviously that's why you saw such high scores, or at least part of the reason you saw such high scores. But like someone like Deontay Johnson being 5% owned, like on one hand, it's like, wow, that's crazy. He was 4,200 and he's 5% owned, but there were so many good plays that it was a really fun like slate for that reason. Um, because, you know, I don't think that he necessarily, like he shouldn't have been 20% owned or something like that. There were just so many plays like him that, that you could make that it was really fun. And, you know, he was obviously a really good one himself. Yeah. Um, you're right though. That had a, that had a lot to do with it, Josh. And I think all of us said throughout the week that maybe ownership, isn't or maybe ownership isn't going to be so crazy things changed though because Aaron Jones got ruled out uh that obviously boosted Jamal Williams ownership through the roof uh Alvin Kamara was was very popular uh and we saw it begin to we saw the 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 cream rise to the top right like towards the end of the week but as as Adam pointed out there's no question that there were a lot of really good plays that on a lot of normal slates Deontay Johnson being a perfect example would have been super high owned or at least relatively popular, but my God, $4,200, 5% owned. Uh, you saw this with quite a, a Tyler Lockett was only 10% owned at $6,600. I just pulled up all, all of the player exposures and stuff too. Just looking over everything at the top, since we did have some extreme chalk, you know, Kamara was 50% owned in the Millie. Alex, wow. and, Alex and Neil were both over that number. Yeah. Neil at 63%. Yeah. 45% Jamal Williams. Uh, he was over the field on Devontae Adams, which is obviously super helpful. Um, had a lot of digs, which didn't get there, but you know, he set himself up really nicely with some of the these high, or like, I mean, 17% Lockett at 10% ownership, but it's really nice when you get the two highest scorers and you're over the field in it. You're starting to give yourself additional chances at that perfect combination. Yeah, and the crazy thing too is his highest owned tight end was Harrison Bryant. Really? I, I kid you yeah. not. 19%. Holy hell. That's crazy. That Who takes does? some balls right there. Who goes there, Neil? But I guess 
you know, this is actually, here's a good strategy conversation. Josh, you first and then Alex, or then Adam, sorry. Is, is, is there more merit to doing something like that with how bad the tight end position has been lately? I, I know you had Kelsey and Waller and Kittle on this slate, and he had a decent amount of Kelsey and Waller. But, like, you know, you look at Neil's exposure, Logan Thomas, O'Shaughnessy, uh, Olsen, a lot of really cheap guys. And, and of course, Harrison Bryant at the top was one of the cheapest at 2,500 minimum salary. He went with a lot of him and it allowed him to get to Lockett, to Hopkins, to Adams, to Gurley, to Wilson. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything to say negatively, like on the surface, 20% at 3% feels like a tad high for that particular player. But if you're, paying 2500 for a tight end that is going to be involved i mean you're you're clearly looking for a little bit of touchdown luck but in the grand scheme of things like i don't think it's problematic ownership yeah it makes and, at, and, at that salary point i think it makes some sense and odell beckham did get hurt in the first quarter too adam which who knows if that played into it maybe it did maybe it didn't i'll assume that you know your number one target going down certainly makes somewhat of an impact but i assume uh, you saw the news on him too by the way what is it He's out. Oh, it, it is confirmed. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know it was confirmed. That is terrible, man. That's really shitty for him. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I, get I get it. it. It's funny. Um, Adam, one. Check this out, though. So his exposure. Washington football team. At what did they call? Why is their price not showing up on here? Were they? They were twenty five hundred. They were twenty five. Okay, thank you. Highest owned defense by a, a mile for Neil. Uh, by the way, if you guys are just tuning in, Neil um, won the Millie Maker with an awesome avatar. So we're gonna have some fun talking about it. Second place with a single bullet, also an awesome avatar uh, and an awesome member, ended up taking second place. So Harrison Bryant, twenty five hundred, cheapest. That was his highest owned tight end. Uh, and then his second highest owned running back was Jamal Williams, who was also minimum salary at the running back position. So there's no doubt that he just went with, uh, he had a number of guys at the top of his exposures at each position that were cheap and then loaded up on some really expensive players. And it seemed to work out perfectly. Yeah. I think that's a perfectly fine approach. And you, you were talking about how much exposure he had going to Bryant. And so I pulled up mine kind of see what I did and I only had 2% Bryant, but I kind of took a similar approach to him where I did just grab like one cheap tight end that I thought was really on their own. In my case, it was Robert Tanyan and it didn't work out, but I had like looking at my tight end exposure yesterday where the slate was really weak because not only was it weak in terms of there weren't that many good guys to play, but the, the good plays were all or mostly were getting ownership. Like Travis Kelsey was getting a lot of ownership. Hunter Henry was getting a lot of ownership to the point where they were probably a little bit overowned relative to their chances of success. So like my approach was I jammed Darren Waller in like 45% of my lineups at really low ownership. But then I also played a bunch of Tanyan where, you know, where he went with Harrison Bryant. Bryant obviously was cheaper. You can afford to take those risks on cheap guys too, because like let's say Harrison Bryant doesn't score, but he just gets, you know, four for 56 and scores like 10 points. It's not the, the raw points aren't helping you win, but they're not really hurting you at 2,500 either, as long as the guys you pay up for go off. So it's something that Josh and I had talked about a little bit on the show yesterday morning, but going with cheap, like taking big stands on cheap players is generally going to be less risky than taking big stands on expensive players. Right. That's a good point. 
Josh, ISM down, second place, single bullet. Let's take a look at what he did in this one and uh, see how. let's see how different it was than the Neils at the top. There's actually one really funny thing here when you look at the tight end position that we can get into. The other Browns tight end? Yeah. <laughs> David Njoku here for 10 points, but Kyler up top, Gio, uh, Jamal, Williams, Javante Adams, Hopkins, Lockett. You know, you, you know what you needed in that sort of section. Uh, Washington D, James Robinson, who went crazy at 2% ownership. But yeah, uh, if that's not in Joku and it's um, Brian. Harrison Bryant. I, he I, wins I feel by like, like a mile. A mile. I know this guy won a lot of money, and that's awesome. But there's no question that he went to bed last night uh, thinking, oh my God, I got the wrong Cleveland tight end. $850,000 because of a coin flip at tight end, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I paid $500 more for him. So, right. um, but still, it's it's awesome. One single bullet turning te- uh, $10 into, uh, was it 20 yesterday or was 20. it 10? It was 20. 20. Yeah, turning yeah. 20 into um, into 150000 is is pretty remarkable. I, trying to look, was there any... Did he go with any correlation here? Okay, so he did. He went Murray, yeah. Hopkins, and Lockett. Yep. And then getting Jamal Williams and Adams, I assume without Aaron Rodgers is not hugely owned in this contest? I, I feel like it probably still is for one reason. One, Jamal Williams can catch passes, but two, the, the offense is so concentrated in Green Bay that – you could have huge games from both of those guys because there's a pretty decent likelihood that those are the only ones doing anything. I think uh, like we talked about that yesterday morning too, uh, Josh and I, but I think that there probably still were a decent amount of lineups that had both. I think it was perfectly fine to play both. I think it probably was on their own, that combination though, just because so many people blindly use the same settings every week are going to say, if I don't have the quarterback, if I don't have Rogers and I don't have uh, Watson, I can only play one guy from the Packers you're still going to get probably a lower percentage of Williams and Adams together than there really should have been. 36% of lineups that had Williams and Adams had Rogers. So 64% of the lineups didn't. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. You're saying 64% that had Williams and Adams didn't have Rogers. Correct. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But I'm not, I'm not shocked by it. If it were, like if it were if you were doing Todd Gurley and Julio Jones or something like that, totally different story, right? And there's a ton of examples where it's different. But with this team, what do you? Robert Tunyon or what? Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah. It's it's Adams and Williams for the most part. So. Apparently, Jay Sternberger. Jay Sternberger. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yep. that that was, was frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was one that will get you for sure. Josh, did you know we have a promo where we're giving an awesome plus platinum weekly pass for only ten dollars and thirty one cents, twenty dollars off the original price with the promo code pumpkin because Halloween's coming up and we feel like doing something nice. I did know that. Uh, I do want to follow up on that because I asked Adam and I asked Greg on Live Before Lock, what are your thoughts on pumpkin in general? Oh, I heard this, and I was appalled. I was I... aghast at what you had to say. Me? I absolutely love pumpkin. Oh, my God. I love pumpkin. I oh, love pumpkin uh, Now pie. I know why you were trying to hand out participation ribbons. 
<laughs> I don't get that, but I like pumpkin pie uh, quite a bit. It. Throw some ice cream on it. Oh, my God. How do you not like pumpkin pie? Uh, why don't you eat more pumpkin foods in, like, March and April? Well, I think because, there are seasons. Because you have to fucking grow pumpkins. Dude. Right. Ah, the same reason, do you, do, you, do you eat strawberries in December? <laughs> Probably, but I can't eat strawberries because I'm allergic. You get the itch in the back of your throat? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I've kind of grown out of it, oddly enough. Nope, mine's getting worse. What about apples? Nope, can't do it. Me neither. But did you know you, you cooked, can eat cooked I can. A- yeah. You can eat cooked apples. Do you know why you have this, by the way? It's a protein that breaks down it's a upon birch being pollen. cooked. It's a birch pollen allergy. How about, I didn't know that, but is it? Hey, look at that. Yeah, look raw, at that. But, if you handle raw potatoes, do you get itchy? No. Okay, but if that, I ate like a me. pear... Yeah. If I ate a pear, I'd be in trouble. It's a real, real bad experience. This and I'm is, fine. I'm not going fun. to the hospital. I'm not going yeah. to the hospital. I'm just very uncomfortable. It's a, it's know? a, it's a really big annoyance for like 25 you got minutes. Yeah, your tongue in the back. I, yeah. Trying to. Oh, it sucks. Everything feels so. I just want to like scratch the inside of my mouth. Yeah. Ugh. But pumpkin's delicious. No, you're just 100 percent wrong. I remember Adam saying yesterday that uh, he has no idea what a pumpkin spice latte is either. I don't know what a latte is in general. I- Oh really? Yeah, I've never had one like I like I I know what I know the the idea of what it is. I know you would get it at a coffee shop. I don't know like how it's different than anything else. Where were we going with this prize? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Use that promo code. Hey, look, I'm not gonna sit here and say, hey, you're gonna win the millie or come in second place with a single bullet by signing up with us at Osmo, but I, I gotta admit. You have to admit that seeing that at the top of the biggest contest there is, well, I guess Fandle's doing the the $4 one, but still, one of the biggest contests there is seeing one and two up there has to have you at least a little bit curious. Uh, The the tools we have are awesome, man. And Alex Baker's still ranked number one, and these are his tools that he uses, and and he puts out there for us to use as subscribers. So, uh, you know. Awesome Plus Platinum NFL Weekly Pass, $10.31. You got till the 31st of October to take advantage of that. There's really no reason not to. Like I said, does it mean you're going to win the Millie? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Not necessarily. But become a better player, and you have the best tools out there. And I don't know, Josh, that's kind of all you can ask for. Yeah, what else would you want? That's a pretty good deal, too, 1031. You don't have to eat anything pumpkin if you do it either, which is a real benefit. I'm going to eat a whole pumpkin pie on the stream next week. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even take a bite. <laughs> like eating glue. Let, what do you say we go to the chalk report here and uh, see how chalk did from week seven? Do it. Kamara being fifty cent, by the way. I'm still, I'm still shocked by that. Like, I, I don't know. I'm still shocked by how high the energy was. It's just like, I mean, this is basically like his floor, right? Yeah. Eight catches, sixty yards, fourteen carries, eighty yards. I'm not What's saying, he gonna do? I'm not saying it was a bad move. Just saying there are so like Devontae Adams is the closest thing to guaranteed volume like running backs you can get that isn't a running back, if that makes sense. Nuts, but he man. still has like two out of four games this year where he's done absolutely nothing. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm Wait, uh, sure. Like my, my point there just being that like he's still a lot more volatile than Alvin Kamara. I hear you. 
Yeah, come on. Cresting 50% in the milli is nuts. Even crazier no. that Neil and Alex both north of that 50% number. And then well, Al- Alex it, it went clipped- full crazy on Jamal Williams, 97%. Wow. I, I have no problem with that. Well, one more thing, no. though, Josh. Eclipsing that price or uh, that ownership when you're like $8,000 is even wild. It, it'd be different if it was Jamal Williams or Gio Bernard or something, right? But you're getting there at $7,900 at 50%. That's- yeah, that's the part that, that's really interesting to me. Like, looking at my exposures, I played a lot of Kamara. Like, I had 35%. He was my third highest owned guy. But I was under the field because he was 8K and 50% owned. Crazy. What else we got? Yeah, Jamal Williams, second most owned in the Millie, 37%. Neil was north of that number. Alex had him in 97%. Uh, that all makes perfect sense to me. Um Neil was over on Washington D. Alex came in under. That piece doesn't surprise me at all. I would have been very surprised to see Alex come in north on a defense uh, in this particular case. And then this is when Alex started fading all of the public. Kareem Hunt, Adams, McLaurin, Bernard, Galladay, Murray, Kelsey. I mean, he's pretty much massively under the field on all of those guys, whereas Neil, other direction, uh, over the field on Hunt, over the field on Adams. Um, and then he starts coming in under on McLaurin, Bernard, Galladay, Murray. It is insane to me that this week ended up being like at the top, ultimately more chalky than last week. I, just, I mean, honestly, it's like Jamal Williams has a lot to do with that. A ton. Yeah, a ton. And then by playing a dirt cheap guy like Williams or a 22% on Gio Bernard, Adam, it allows you to get to more Alvin Kamara and more Devante Adams. So it kind of, it, it, it one affected the other for sure in this case. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, going, the, the other thing about allocating a lot of exposure to cheap players is that there's fewer guys normally in that price range that have similar ranges of outcomes. So you can kind of go overweight on those cheap guys like Jamal Williams and then spread out your exposure amongst the more expensive guys where there's um, a lot of guys with similar ranges of outcomes. You know, you, you can be going overweight on that, that are low owned. It's easier to, to, to make those contrarian moves at that price point than it is the cheaper one. Gosh, we had, <laughs> we had a 56 draft King point game. We had a 48, we had a 40, two 41s, we had a 39.86, 38.64, 35.92, 30, like the list goes on. It's, it's remarkable. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think 13 players had 30 plus DraftKings points. It, yeah, it, I mean, the Tyler Lockett game is just truly insanity. 20 I know tar- you fell 20 asleep. targets. I know on a team that doesn't even pass that much 15 for 203 TDs. And it wasn't even the most interesting thing that happened in that game. You know, that game, when it started getting late, I had a few lineups in contention in the afternoon slate and I had Murray at quarterback with Lockett. And then I had Hopkins and Kirk and pretty much all of them. And then Metcalf almost scores in overtime. He does score, and they call it back on a holding. And all I'm thinking over the last quarter of this game in an overtime is, you know, just please throw it to just please throw it to Tyler Lockett. I can't have anybody else really popping off, especially Metcalf and Russell Wilson. I'm not, like, you're right, the 20 targets. All he did with every single time he threw the ball, it felt like he went to Tyler Lockett. Yeah, it just that. I mean, you don't see 
How often do you see someone get 20 plus targets? Very rarely, especially, right? Especially given that um, he Wilson threw 50 times, which is, you know, still a very high number for him, but that's still a 40% target share. That's it's totally crazy. Can we talk about Metcalf for a second? Please. I that's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Oh, he, the chase down? Yeah, yeah. It's like he was on fast forward. It was one of the best plays I've seen all season. That's not hyperbole. I, I really mean that. I watched it 20 times in a row. There was a like stretch- he was going the wrong direction, had to stop, turn, and take off against a guy that had all of his momentum and is so much smaller than him and chased him down. There was like a 10-yard stretch where all of a sudden he cut the distance into like a third, and I, I, I don't know how he did it. A couple of his strides looked like they were just hitting each five-yard marker. I know. <laughs> You see him blow past Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson just stops running. And Metcalf, and it was crazy. It was like he tracked his prey because he got behind him and he waited for the right opportunity. He didn't take uh, a reckless uh, shot. at. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like he got behind him and lined him up before making a perfect technique tackle. I just don't totally understand how that was even possible. I didn't think it was possible to like make up that much distance on a football field. And didn't they go? Didn't the Cardinals go for it on fourth down and miss it? Well, now, now I have no idea. <laughs> I can't. I can't I just remember. I just somebody run really fast. Other than that, I don't know anything about the second half. I of stepped that game. away from the game for a few minutes. I missed that. Come back, obviously. Uh, Adam, do you remember that? Because he put him down at like the ten yard line. I feel like they went for it. And and the, the chat can tell us if you don't remember. So I, I didn't. I didn't watch the game at all. So I'm not oh, okay. Sure. It was the best game of the season. There's the best game of the season. Yeah, I, sure. I was watching the baseball game. But um, I was watching. Yeah, I, watched, I watched the baseball game too. <laughs> By the way, you look like Dustin May if you if you had long hair. Me? Yeah. I don't have red hair. If you had long red hair, you would look like <laughs> Dustin May. I'll tell you. I saw it. I took a picture. I was going to tweet it. There's no and, way that's uh, a compliment. By the way. <laughs> No, man, he's a great pitcher. <laughs> What's the? Uh... I love that all you're like, yeah, his skill set at something else is great. Right. <laughs> the stuff he does that has no relation to you is awesome. He's he's not an appealing man to look at. No, I'm I'm really just joking. This but is just this... Lofty trying to get back for years of Davis Burton's comparisons. Yeah, that's the worst comp ever. Like <laughs> that's worse. No, than... Dustin May is a much worse comp here. Yeah, but I'm very handsome. Are you are you talking oh. about worse in terms of he's uglier than Davis Burton's or worse as in I look nothing like Dustin May and Lofty looks like Davis Burton's? Both. <laughs> I don't look like I look nothing like Davis Burton's. Like nothing at all. Like you should guy. aspire to look like him then. Oh, that's the silliest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, then if he we could have my shows. looks, he'd take them in the blink of an eye, even with the cigarette smoking. If he what had do we have here? Looks, he'd get paid $20 million less this year. Sorry? If what? he had your looks, he'd get paid $20 million less this offseason. Yeah, but he'd be getting paid from, um, you know, GQ or something. So what's <laughs> like, What, is he going to get a Newport uh, deal on the outside? What are we talking about here? Oh, man, if they still did those billboards, I'd be crushing it. Just life would be made. I'd be living out in uh, Beverly Hills, posted up on every Newport. What was their uh, – what was their – um, you think I'm talking about Newport, California, don't you? No, no, of course not. I'm saying I'd be living out there because I'd be rolling in it, 
and I'd be doing Newport smokes. Uh, yeah. No, I thought you were saying that I should go to Newport. Yeah, Newport, California has tons of billboards everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Probably not even allowed to have them. Probably not. But just a monster overall scoring game. Yeah. Uh, scoring slate. What I love to do, Jess, to close this show out is see what we've got as far as the top performers in relation to their ownership. Were there any super low owned plays that came up huge for week seven slate? Yeah, that would be Jeff Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I had, dude, I had a, I had a good amount of him uh, on the afternoon slate. And I talked to Matt Kajewski about it this morning. I was kind of surprised he came in with 0% ownership when they didn't have a, like, there was the Jermichael hasty conversation and like Jarek McKinnon, but we've seen Jeff Wilson get opportunities before. So I was honestly a little bit surprised by that for a four or five game slate. I didn't come close. Yeah. I'll say I didn't, I didn't play tournaments on that slate. So I don't know what I would have done Um, in the main slate. Obviously I had no interest in in going that route, but it was surprising to me that like everyone just anointed Jermichael hasty as the guy. Right. Because of what he had done the week before when Jeff Wilson wasn't active. It was garbage time, by the way. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was – well, yeah, kind of. I mean, he, he was getting first and second down carries ahead of McKinnon after Mostert got hurt. But I still thought that had more to do with McKinnon than was some sort of statement that no matter what, Hasty's the guy now. It was um, – I, I think kind of that's more of a se- even a season-long take than it had to do with DFS. Like, Jeff Wilson, I was never getting there regardless. But, like, people in season-long were just going crazy to get Hasty and just ignoring that Jeff Wilson was coming back. For sure. 47 total lineups – in the millie that's cr- now to be clear i didn't have any of him on the main slate that, that was that was like impossible to get to because what would what was really the point but two, two the, separate two different people had him in two separate lineups one person finished third and won a hundred grand with him wow talk about that's, hitting your hitting your bullet I think the $12 single entry afternoon slate, Josh. Ooh. I don't think the winner had Jeff Wilson on the afternoon slate. Do you see the lineup for the third place guy in the Millie? Took the zero with Darren Fells at tight end? No way. Yeah. What yeah. was his lineup? Okay, well, Joe Burrow, yeah, Jamal ahead. Williams, Jeff Wilson. He had Will. Devontae Adams, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Lockett, Darren Fells with the goose egg, and Alvin Kamara with the Chiefs. I mean, is that a three hundred? What did uh, what did what's his nuts from the Browns finish with? Uh, what Harrison Bryant? Yeah, twenty one or something. Twenty one, twenty two. Oh, so he would have been just shy of three hundred if he has Bryant in that lineup. Wow, and that's uh, clearly a hand built lineup. Uh, He's got Kamara in the flex spot over Jeff Wilson. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, so yeah, that wouldn't have come out of uh, well, it wouldn't have come out of Fantasy Cruncher that much. I can tell you, I don't know about those other shady, terrible optimizers. Correct, correct. But yeah, they they would never put a one pm or in the in the flex and a four in the running back spot. So, um, did he play? How much did this guy play? Single bullet. Holy hell. Definitely hand built. <laughs> yeah, single single bullet zero at tight end. All he needed was three fantasy points out of any tight end that he could play to win a million dollars. Oh my god! So second and third place were both single entry single bullet single bullets. Yep. 
That's absurd. Yeah. Wow. Miss, missed out on a million dollars for bageling tight end. That's crazy. That, that's, you know what? Sometimes it happens. That's just the nuttiest thing ever. I'm looking to see if there were any other low-end guys. Like quarterbacks, just look at this. Of the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, of the top seven scores, you had Herbert, Murray, Brady, Burrow, Wilson. Five, two through seven, Josh, were all quarterbacks. That's nice. And so is 10, Baker Mayfield. By the way, we haven't touched on it yet. I'm sorting it down to the top 1% from the Millie. Uh, the the essential pieces. Tyler Lockett is in eighty two percent of the top one percent. Uh, Jamal Williams seventy one. Reds. Washington Football Team sixty four percent. We got oh, close enough. Um, Devonte Adams, Alvin Kamara, Kyler Murray. The other three that are north of fifty percent. Okay. Yeah. Going into that Sunday night football game, you're thinking. I don't know if Murray's going to be able to get it done just based on, you know, or Wilson getting it done uh, just based on what some of these other quarterbacks did. And it turned out that he absolutely did. But unlike Justin Herbert, who had a bit more fantasy 0.37 more fantasy points than him, Adam, unlike Herbert, Murray actually threw to guys that we played in lineups with him. Yeah, uh, that that's obviously nice. Um, one point, and it kind of got brought up on Twitter today that I agree with, um, is that it like there, there's obviously value in playing quarterbacks where there's a, a higher likelihood that you know that you're going to get correct who he's throwing to. Um, that being said, though, there's still going to be some randomness. I mean, it's not like you, it, it's not like when you look at Justin Herbert, you had serious concerns that he was going to just throw it to Parnell or Purnell, whatever the hell his name is, Virgil green and, uh, Are him? um, Guyton all game. Like there, there's still obviously that randomness risk. So it's, I, I don't think it really applied to him, but just kind of a long-term strategy. You do want to keep in mind, like the likelihood of actually getting the correct receivers with your, your quarterback. Right. Yeah. And in the case of Herbert, man, that was tilting every time they score. I, Cause I wasn't watching that game. I'd go and I'd check, like, oh, they scored another touchdown. And it was, you know, it was one of those that helps no one type of games. But uh, it is what it is. James Robinson was 1.9% owned, Josh. 22 carries for 119 in the touchdown, four catches, another 18 yards, and a touchdown, and a two-point conversion. Hit for the cycle, I guess. Just needed to, like, return a kick. Right. Tyler Lockett, too. This is kind of crazy. He had 11 more fantasy points than, or sorry, uh, about about 8.4 more fantasy points than the next closest player. Only eight, only 10% owned. So, like, that really was not that popular of a play. No, not really. And it's a monster number. I think I saw that it's the highest fantasy scoring day since Will Fuller last, last year. Wow. I believe it. I believe it. Dante Johnson, 5% at 4,200. Jeff Wilson, 0% at 4K, the minimum. You know, there were some there were some cheap plays to go off here for sure. Like DeAndre Hopkins had almost 30 fantasy points, and he's he's outside the top 10. I, Jeff Wilson being in 47 lineups total is bonkers. Nuts. It, it's, and kind of another thing, too, from what, what Adam pointed out earlier, it wasn't just a lot of the good guys that went off. Scotty Miller, 
had 26 fantasy points at 0.3% ownership. Nelson Aguilar had 25 at 0.4% ownership. Uh, the list goes on. I'm sure I can find plenty more guys here. Uh, Chase Edmonds, 21.5 at 0.5% ownership. You know, there's just some some crazy, crazy games. Yeah. Rashad Higgins even had 20. Peoples-Jones, I think, had like 18 too. Didn't he have two touchdowns? Maybe. I, don't, I know he's on my bench in Nixon's Dynasty League. <laughs> um, all in all, pretty crazy week. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's fun to break it down with you guys. We appreciate it. Hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, go ahead and do so. Again, it is a huge help to us. And I'll let Josh do the uh, standard call for likes because he, he might he might do he might be that might be one area when it comes to hosting that he's better than me at. So I figure I'll give that to him. Hit the like button, everybody. Come <laughs> on. How'd I do, man? See, sometimes you got to flip Still it. Still better than Loffy. Yeah, sometimes you got to flip it. I, I can't give the same spiel if you're going to lead me in like that. I'll, I'll go the opposite direction. You know why I did that, right? Because I listened to? to the morning show and I heard you got, I heard you say, coming up next is Alex Baker, Ben Rossa. You said all these great things. And then N. Loffy, who is just, and I quote, just some guy. So that's not lost on me, fella. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that that's like where it's button. coming from. That's where this hostility is coming from. Hit that like button, everybody. That way we can get uh, Laffy a participation ribbon for being second at getting likes. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. Hit that thumbs up before you go. We'll see you back here. Remember, you use that promo code PUMPKIN. It's good to the 31st. Get you an awesome O Plus Platinum NFL Weekly for $10.31. It's almost $20 off the actual original price. It's an awesome deal. You'll love it. And if you don't, well, it's $10 and you'll live. But you will. And when you do, head over to our premium Slack chat. Check it out. Say what's up. We got people talking sports, DFS, betting, everything all day long. There's no better place to be. Join that awesome family. And, hey, while you're at it, follow Adam at ShipMyMoneyDFS on Twitter. Josh at Josh Engelman. Myself, Lafay underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. And awesome O at awesome O underscore com. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you back here soon.